Appamata and its programs are supported by your generosity and your generosity and support makes such a difference. You can find a link for contributions on the website at appamata.org. Thank you. Friends, thank you all for being here today and, and uh, sitting, bringing your presence to Zazen that is such an important support for everyone else who's participating and for, for joining for this part of the talk. Um, there was a message from uh, Olivia uh, reminding all of us that um, uh, it's, a, it's a good thing to mute ourselves during Zazen uh, to avoid uh, giving distractions to others uh, and to avoid ex uh, unnecessary motion um, again, to avoid giving distractions to others, and that particularly that can be something that really has an impact on the on a Zoom screen. Um, and I will I'll say that uh, I, I imagine for today that most of the distraction has actually come from Peg's computer, which has which received a bunch of notifications and and. Rang a bunch of little alarm bells during the sitting today. Um, I'm reminded of something that that Flint has said in the past, which is that um, you know if a if a cell phone goes off in the next room, uh, uh, we probably should have prevented that. But it can also be treated not as a distraction, but as a, a way of gaining more traction. You know, I'm just playing with that word about distraction. Uh, they, they uh, as a reminder to wake up. Uh, and uh, when I was hearing all those bells going off on Peg's computer, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, I should wake up. Uh, so anyway, Olivia, thank you for, for the reminder about that. And um, we should all do our best to do what we can to support the sitting of others that we are sharing this psychic space with that that's so unusual and yet so much so mundane and 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 so uh, easy to get distracted from and such a treasure when we can be sharing it together so i want to talk a little bit for a little bit and then i want to break into um breakout rooms for for a little bit of discussion but i I, what I what I wanted to focus on is let's see is a chant that's normally said by the timekeeper uh, in the zendo toward the end of the service. Uh, it comes after the Dharma talk generally. And here's uh, sorry, my wife just decided to call me, and I, I could feel it on my wrist here. So. Um, no doubt this is bad news if she's calling me, even though she knows I'm <laughs> leading Sazen. But it'll just have to wait. Uh, the timekeeper says, after the Dharma talk, in offering incense, observing silence, and whatever the Dharma talk is about, we extend compassionate care to, and then we name names of people that we know, people that we know who are um, hurt or ill or lacking basic necessities. And then 
And then we think of all those who are gravely ill, lacking basic necessities, or suffering violence in the world in thought, word, or deed. And we chant together to say, may they be serene through all their suffering, and may they, together with all beings, realize the awakened way. To me, that's a very powerful part of the service, uh, but um, it's one that goes by awfully fast. And uh, I just want to spend some time with it this morning. We, you know, in the United States, we had the horrible milestone of um, uh, 500,000 deaths that were acknowledged this week with a ceremony in Washington of candle lighting and so on. Uh, and it is, it's good to have an acknowledgement of the grief that comes along with those numbers. Uh, there's, and that's just a part of the two and a half million people who have died from uh, COVID-19 over the last year. Um, and it's, it's been just about a year, I think, since um, the first reports were being made internationally about the outbreak of the, of the pandemic in uh, areas in China first. Uh, but very soon afterwards, it was clearly already, had already spread worldwide. Um, there's that. And I think we ought to just take the opportunity to reflect upon the impact in our own lives. Uh, if you're like me, um, chances are you don't have any immediate family members or people within your immediate acquaintance who have, who have uh, suffered from the disease. Uh, if, on the other hand, you are a frontline worker in a hospital or you have a relative who is a, a teacher or a doctor or a nurse or uh, someone who, because of their work circumstances, has, has been uh, affected often or uh, exposed often and, and affected directly by the by the uh, virus, um, you know, you'll know a lot more about the effects of it than I. Um, I want to say something too about about our sangha. You know that we, I know, from being able to talk with people in practice discussion occasionally, that um, that there are members of our sangha who are facing life threatening illness, and there are members. And of course, this is true of millions of people uh, worldwide. Uh, there are people facing depression and mental illness that can be life-threatening. Millions of people worldwide. There are members of our Sangha who are facing addiction uh, with uh, devastating effects on themselves and the people they love and, and others. And, and, you know, in our... In our culture in America, this is something that leads to the loss of hundreds of lives every day. Um, and it's true worldwide as well. Uh, there are people who are facing the loss of important relationships or the after effects of long, long term after effects of, of uh, painful losses from relationships, from connections that they really care about. Uh, and there are people who are facing the loss of capacity through aging and through illness and so on. And what, what I see in the 
in that chant, which, as I say, seems to go by so quickly, but to carry so much is a chance for us to acknowledge, to grieve, and to share that experience that, that is part of our humanity. Um, all those losses, all those threats, all those things, how, how can we hold them? How can we meet them? What is the appropriate way for us to name these things, to respond to all these things, to, to hold what can be overwhelming in a way that, that is uh, beneficial, that benefits all the beings that can, that can offer hope can, to ourselves, can offer connection uh, for ourselves and others and support our shared human life. So that's what I would like. I'll, I'm going to stop there and I would like for uh, Nancy to send us all into breakout rooms. Uh, let's say groups of three. And I'd ask you to talk about uh, people and places and other beings uh, in your life that um, fit with this discussion of, of extending what what are what are uh, circumstances in, that you want to respond to with compassionate care. So um, speak to them, speak the names, uh, and share what you can with the people in your group. So let's say. Start with five minutes of sitting. Each person has two minutes to share. Um, and then groups of three, let's say one minute each for responding to what you've heard in your group. And then let's come back together. you know, be held by this group. Um, if you have anything like that that you would like to share at this time, please um, raise your hand and Nancy will unmute you. Mary, was that you raising your hand or was it just, no, okay. I see Kim has his hand raised. So I feel uh, guilty, guilty for uh, feeling so uh, sorry for myself and for myself because I've made one error after another the last few days trying to deal with um, a thousand different things and the um, notifications, bells ringing was um, I was trying to solve another problem and Apple told me to turn off my do not disturb and then uh, solve that problem and then forgot to turn it back on. So, so I'll, but uh, it's been one thing after another, it's been really crazy. And I keep thinking of this wonderful story that Flint told where he rang the wrong bell in Japan and then made a face and his teacher told him to, um, that the wrong bell was fine, but the, the face wasn't, so. 
Yeah, I, I remember the 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 expression was that was the bell was okay, the face was extra, extra right. Yeah, so yeah. it was not like a not okay judgment, but it was extra. That's a good point. And then I was reading this morning about Dogen's um, trying to figure out where that line came from. Life is one continuous mistake, and. Oh. And it's it's been almost it's been unbelievable about um, you know because I've been double checking and triple checking and then pow it just happens it just happens and, uh, hopefully my the next thing I do won't be a mistake. <laughs> I uh, I want to acknowledge that I am the beneficiary of Kim's generosity in saving me from its mistakes. That I made on Friday in contacting people about serving as uh, timekeeper AV monitor for the for the um, uh, upcoming intensive, which starts tomorrow. And um, you know, if you're counting mistakes <laughs> among those things, yes, uh, you know, it's well. I think we're we're we kind of got it organized now. Yeah. I, I think we're, I, thank you so much for what you did. Yeah. The, the line from Dogen uh, yeah. is not about life. He didn't say life is one continuous mistake. He was asked about being a teacher. And the answer, and it, what's it like being a teacher? Well, where I was reading about it, it was about delusions. Our delusions yeah. are a mistake. Okay. Which, but also, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, okay, I'm sure that there's many readings of this yeah yeah exactly yeah okay that's and our big our big mistake in the thing i was reading was about our delusions right well um be gentle with the part that wants to beat you up about having made mistakes it's trying to be helpful too yeah and we, we have this, wrong we have this great phrase that an intensive is a manufactured crisis or something <clears throat> right and my mind started many days ago. Right. And and any attempt to help is a manufactured crisis also. It's going to there's going to be mistakes involved. You know? Yeah. And thank you for all your help and all the things that you do so effectively to help. So, um, any others who would like to share? Can I add one thing? Yes. Nancy? Yeah. Talking about mistake. Um, I remember there was a story that um, this is um, in a mindset, um, like grow mindset book. So the person um, telling a story um, about a conversation between him and his daughter. So when his daughter get home and he asked her, what did you learn today? Did you make any mistakes? And she said, I was so great. I got like 100 points. Like, I did not make any mistake. So he said, you did not learn anything. Mm. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Any other namings of feelings that you would like to have held by the group? Olivia, I see your hand. Well, it, it sort of follows up. I was in a group with Kim and uh, I had started, I was in this other group and the focus, to be honest, was in a three-day <laughs> workshop of um, 
improving conditions in our country. That's not the title of it, but basically looking at the chaotic political and otherwise picture we have in this country with all the multiple problems. And the core of it really was individuals, how, how we um, we strive for dominance. We want to be the person on top of it. And we're knocking down the forest continuously and somebody else is working on us as well. So this dynamic of continual judging, of continual um, not being mindful is an extremely harmful thing. And we seldom look at it because there are complicated factors to it. But I think that if we don't look at some of that, we cannot solve some of the major problems. You know, we were focusing on global warming, politics and everything like that, healthcare, immigration, you name it. So um, it centers on the individual. And this, how do I judge? We don't go one second without judging and having it judge back to us in different forms. So I'm not sure I love looking at all those four teachings. I don't have a teaching in mind, uh, but I think it's definitely integrated in what we want in compassionate thinking here. So just opening up a little bit how have I judged? What am I doing, really? How am I uh, approaching this with a dominant point of view? What do I want out of it? And then in return, I'm gonna be getting it. And this is continuous. We do this all the time. So that is, we were looking at how to look at that. And it starts with looking at this one. <laughs> so. Thank you, that, that was kind of the longer version of what I had to share with Kathy and Kim. Appreciate it. Thank you, Olivia. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so important what you're saying. And, and you are, I mean, you said, you're taking, a, you're taking part in a, in a workshop to examine these things. And you know, you're expending your energy and, and resources, I guess, to think about repair. That's what we all need to do, so thank you. I acknowledge that. Um, all right. Well, let's let's have our service.